This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free to 1-855-453. That's 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you'll find there. Unlike a lot of those talk show hosts, Free Talk Live's site, completely free. You can actually control the content as well. It's not some editor that decides what's there on the front page. You get to. Uh, you can submit whatever you want from all over the web. Maybe it's a YouTube link or a news article, blog post. Whatever you think our listeners will enjoy, you submit it, then others will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike it. And the most liked, make it to the front page and the top of the website. So head over there, get interactive at freetalklive.com. So it's been a pretty crazy day, and Nemi is here this evening. Good evening, Nemi. Hello, Ian. And you experienced something today that I don't think you've ever seen before. Today was officially my red pill day, Ian. I want to hear more about this coming up, but we actually have a special guest on the line. I want to talk to uh, to Kevin Casey first. Uh, he is the vice president, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the vice president managing editor for Talkers Magazine. Uh, Kevin, welcome to Free Talk Live. Well, thank you for having me on, Ian. Well, it's it's great to have you here. Uh, you know, we've been for our listeners that have been listening for a while, they know that uh, Free Talk Live has the the AMP program, which allows listeners that really enjoy the show to send us three bucks a month, and we take that money and invest it in you know things like industry advertising, also promoting the show on Google and Facebook and places like that to bring more ears to this program. And one of the venues we've been using for a long time has been Talkers Magazine, which is the industry standard. I, it may be the only industry publication for uh, for the talk radio business, and it's been around for a long time, uh, 22 years, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, very good. Very good, Ian. Yeah, well, I, I read the uh, the article that I'm about to, uh, to talk about here, uh, <laughs> which I found kind of a surprise, but also I guess I could have seen it coming. Uh, but you guys have been around, been doing this thing for a long time, covering the talk industry, and not just covering the talk radio industry, but also really being advocates uh, for freedom of speech. Not, not just you, Kevin. I mean, you're, you're a pretty liberty-minded guy from our conversations we've had over the years, but also Michael Harrison, who's the publisher of uh, Talkers, huge, huge First Amendment fan. Yeah, I mean, that, that is really the one thing, uh, you know, as you and I have talked before in the past, uh, we don't, you know, really promote one political thing one way or the other as far as our business is Talkers Magazine, which is a trade magazine for, you know, trade publication and trade website and all the things that we do uh, for the industry. But um, one thing we are loud and proud about is the First Amendment in all of its, um, you know, all of its forms. And uh, uh, that that is something we will never compromise on. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, over the the years that we've kind of known each other through going to industry conventions and uh, and things like that uh you, you revealed to us what your pol- political interests were i guess and not even political because i'm not a political guy but i have beliefs about liberty and you kind of shared some uh, some of those as i understand it we never got deep into it but uh, i couldn't i couldn't tell you what michael harrison's uh political viewpoint is i mean I, I know he loves the first amendment and freedom of speech but beyond that you know i really don't know you know who he would vote for in in a national election or whether he would vote at all yeah, you know, it's one of those things, and we we don't hide it because like we're ashamed or anything. Uh, it's just that uh, it 
as far as doing business is concerned, uh, it doesn't really matter to us whether right. the people who are on the radio are, you know, a far left socialists, are far right, you know, neocons, are are crazy centrists, are libertarians, or whatever. The fact is, we believe that if they are able to do business in this country without interference of the government from voicing their opinion, then they have the right to do so. And and you know, as you know, that uh, you know, uh, censorship and you know squashing First Amendment rights comes from the government, not from companies and corporations. They're free to put on the air whatever they want or not, and and that's something that we understand as well. Right, and it would be silly for you to take a political position with uh, an industry magazine that is focusing on the, a business, you know, not politics exactly. or, or issues. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, uh, and you mentioned to me, uh, I guess, uh, off the air that uh, you've done some work for LouRockwell.com, some writing for them. So it's certainly no secret uh, that uh, that Kevin is a liberty-minded guy. And obviously, I appreciate that about you. But uh, the reason I wanted to have you on tonight wasn't to talk about you. It was to talk about talkers. And uh, more specifically, as a larger picture, the kind of the death of print, uh, the death of newspaper, the death of magazines. And it's something that we've been watching here. And Nemi, you've got some experience in the print business. As, I do. As I, understand I worked it. for a, uh, a regional magazine for a long time and they've really been struggling and I, I've worked for newspapers as well and I know they've also been struggling with the with the advent of digital technology versus print. Right. So we've kind of been reporting on the, these changes, uh, you know, kind of into the new millennium here over, over the last uh, decade of doing this show. And it's just kind of been interesting as to just observe what all has happened. And I'm sure you've been paying uh, even closer attention, Kevin, to just the, the print business in general and watching as these giant behemoth, you know, dinosaur newspapers are struggling to, uh, to keep alive. Many of them going completely under uh, shutting down operations many of them downsizing significantly, cutting back on new staffs and other portions of their staffs. And uh, all, all the while, you know, people are focusing on these big papers, which obviously is, you know, kind of a big deal. But there are also smaller publications that are, you know, that are having are trouble out there. Talkers Magazine, obviously something that focuses on an industry is a very specific targeted audience. Uh, you know, what, when did you guys feel this, this wind blowing of what was coming? Well, obviously, as you hinted, uh, Ian, it's been an interesting 10 years. I think the next 10 years is going to be, you know, very interesting and telling as well. Uh, you know, fortunately for talkers, uh, the print magazine really has been and still is doing well. I mean, if you look at the recent issue, you see a ton of ads in it and, uh, you know, a free talk live ad, as you mentioned, in there as well. It, what we found is that the usage of our digital efforts, the website, talkers.com, which, you know, listeners, uh, you know, it's listeners to, to free talk live are smart. They may get a kick out of going to talkers. Com, taking a look at what's going on in the in the talk media business, but that and our emailer, uh, we've seen uh, just exponentially increased usage of it, and have decided that that combined with some of the other things, which is, I mean, I'll be frank about it, the 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 cost of printing and distributing a magazine is not cheap, and people can you know, use their imaginations and figure out if you're going to you know print up thousands and thousands of copies of a, of a you know a partially color you know, issue and then mail it out first class across across the country that's not cheap and um, but that combined with the fact that people seem to be really gravitating toward especially an industry like ours uh, where people are kind of on the cutting edge of technology that's where they seem to be using and getting their news even about an industry like the talk media 
first and foremost. And uh, and that decision really came to us about uh, you know, three or four months ago when we pretty much decided that uh, it was time to make the change. I think it's interesting that uh, you know talkers didn't wait till the very uh, you know, bottom of the barrel, so to speak. You guys, as you mentioned, the, the print edition is still well distributed. A lot of people are still subscribing. So it wasn't like you were just d- desperate and you had to you know, throw up your hands and say, we can't do it anymore. You decided to, as I believe it was Michael put it in the, the recent uh, issue, you know, kind of go out on top. And I, I think that was a it was an interesting move and a good move, but maybe a somewhat of a surprising move considering kind of the nature of this industry. It is a relatively small business, the, the, the radio business in general, and obviously talk radio is an even smaller segment of that. Uh, so it's a kind of the small business and a lot of people, you know, they've been in it for a long time. And, you know, fact is most of the people are older, you know, kind of old, of an older generation uh, who you might mm-hmm. think would be friendlier towards print. Uh, so, you know, did, did you did you feel like there would be a certain amount of people who say, well, doggone it, I like to have my uh, papers, t- uh, paper talkers, and I just don't want to log into that website? Did, were you not worried that some of these kind of old stick-in-the-mud radio station owners and uh, general managers were going to be, I guess, reticent to go along with this? Well, you know, I guess... Interestingly, a lot of those, uh, if you, as you put it, older folks, um, probably have been fired recently because they were too, <laughs> were making too much money. Um, and, uh, and I say that only half in jest, obviously. You know what? I think that a lot of people in, in the talk media business, talk radio, even if they had been, you know, guys who'd been in, let's say they're in their mid fifties, late fifties or something and kind of grew up with, you know, print and, in the transmitter situation, uh, I think they kind of felt forced because of the nature of their business to get digital and get smart about it, or at the very right. least, hire younger people who understood it and, and help educate themselves and learn about it because just the nature of media, you kind of, it's very hard to be in in one aspect of media, TV or radio, and not know about digital and, and feel like you need to learn about it. Kevin, can you stick with us for another segment, talk more about the, uh, the sure death of Prince? All right, more with uh, Kevin Casey. He is the vice president of Talkers Magazine, which is continuing online over at Talkers.com. Uh, they are the folks that named us to the top 100 talk shows in America. More coming up, Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. You can get interactive there in various different ways. The bulletin board system is one of those. You can go and post messages with other Free Talk Live listeners. So head over to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Are you laughing because the music is still going? Yeah, it totally yeah. Does, yeah. I don't know if the board op is uh, out, out back. There you go. There we go. Thank you, sir. Rocking out. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sometimes in radio, crazy stuff happens. You know, you're out back smoking a joint and, you know, the, the door locks behind you or something it's like terrible. that. Uh, I mean, Kevin, you're probably familiar with some of that stuff uh, from, from maybe your past. And uh, I presume you were on broadcast radio in the past. 
there's I've been locked out of the building more than once. Right. <laughs> and you're scrambling, you're trying the windows, trying the front door. Oh man, it's good times. Yeah. Forgetting the code to get back in as the police arrive, and yeah, that's a great one too. Exactly. Kevin Casey is with us. He is the uh, managing editor and vice president of Talkers Magazine, which is an industry publication. And obviously, I don't want this interview to be too insider. I, I wanted to have Kevin on because uh, Talkers Magazine, which is like the industry publication for the talk radio business, is quitting after 2011. So in the new year of 2012, is going to be no longer publishing Talkers Magazine, the print version. Uh, you've been putting up all the content from the magazine on the website for the last six months or so. And so anybody that wants to can read all of the content that appears in Talkers on their website. Kevin, how how has the reaction been from your print readership? Has it been positive or negative? You mean with the website? Yeah. Yeah, Well, that's a great question. It's a great question because we were we were we were we weren't sure what to expect, Emmy. And I think we have had a lot of people say, "Wow." Um, hmm. Some people said, "I'm going to kind of miss the print one," but but we're really happy you're you're really getting into the digital because I get all my news through my iPad anyway. So you know, people are, kind of have sort of a nostalgic feel right. for, for paper products, but yet they still admit that they use the digital. Absolutely, I I am a sucker for a Sunday New York Times in print. Uh, you know Absolutely. I, it's funny you say that because I'm with you on that. I'm I'll, I'm 48. I'm, I'll admit that freely. I'm 48, and I kind of sit on the on the fence between the older generation, which really you know grew up with papers and and only knew that, and the younger generation, which really is pretty much you know, uses mostly digital. So I kind of have a slightly nostalgic feel. I like print publications. I like being able to move around with them. But I also get what's going on with digital, and I understand it. There's the only thing that I feel a little bit. Um, uh, squeamish about maybe is I'm, I'm wondering. Here's what I've noticed, and, and tell me if you feel the same way about this: is that people who consume things digitally tend to want things in a nutshell, in sort of a, a capsule, uh, an encapsulated version. Mm. Whereas people who, who use maybe in print, uh, you. you your favorite magazine, your favorite Sunday newspaper, you can get a, you know, 8,000 word piece. It seems to me a little bit tedious for some people to read a five, six, seven, eight thousand word piece digitally where you keep having to go to the next page and the next page and the next page. And I'm, I'm a little fearful that we're going to maybe dumb down our species hmm. by wanting everything in a bite-sized capsule. I am so with you. I, I can't even believe my ears here. It's, it's, it's great to hear someone else say it. Well, the funny thing is I'm listening to this and I'm thinking sometimes in talkers there are these tremendously large pieces that I mean, the, the magazine itself is a large format. It's not your standard size magazine. Hmm. It's much larger. Uh, and there are these articles, that, like a feature article that will take pages and pages in yeah, there and absolutely. you know you guys will get really in depth and you'll interview people and uh, and there's really just a whole lot of text and i will find myself a little exhausted sometimes reading the piece like even though i'm interested in it maybe it's because i'm so used to the kind of the online you know quick hit sort of mentality that oh my god this is like reading through a, a small novel i've read a couple of studies and i i'm not prepared to cite them here by name but i we've definitely seen a shift in the last 10 15 20 years to the internet format which is is present the the nugget of information that you need. And then if you need more information, you just go to Google. Now, I I also appreciate long articles, especially if they're in-depth, because I don't see that too much anymore. I see a lot of people who are going for that in a nugget, and it doesn't answer the critical questions Mm. that I have. 
Exactly. And I think that there are so many, I mean, if the piece is worthy, if, if you can cover an entire subject in, you know, 700 words, then great, then that's all it deserves. But I think there are so many things in our world that really need to be looked into in depth. There are so many questions that are complex. And I think that one of the problems with some forms of media, and, and I don't want to bash the, the people who like television, but I think your know, television, as we know, is created for a short attention span. If yeah. you watch a cable news channel, doesn't matter what political slant it is, you know, a segment is, you know, three to five minutes, and to get in depth on anything is very, very difficult. You can do that more on radio, and a format like you have in Free Talk Live is great. You can say, oh, let's carry that over after the break, and you can keep going. You can do, you can do an hour or two on one topic if you want. But I think that, and I'm, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know this, but I'm not a psychologist, but it seems to me there's something psychological about reading something either on a computer or a, or a tablet or, or, God forbid, a smartphone, that you, you get really tired and you tend to get distracted after a shorter period of time than you might with, say, a book or a magazine. Short I'd attention like, span theater, I, absolutely. Well, I'd like to speculate yeah. on, on that, I mean, if I could. Maybe it has something to do with just people changing over time, but I think it may also have something to do with the fact that there's just so much more at your fingertips. So, for instance, if I'm reading an article online that is just average, well, like you mentioned, Nemi, I could just go to Google and find another version of it that might be better uh, on a different website. Right. Or, uh, you know, there's always something else out there that's vying for your attention. Whereas if it were 30 years ago and all we had were magazines and newspapers, An odds are good. library loan. Right, and odds are good that's all you've got right next to you is that magazine or that newspaper, so you're going to sit there with it and you're going to plow through as much of it as you can because you don't have anywhere else to turn to. That's right. So maybe that's a factor because I can tell you there have been some really, really long pieces online that some of them we've we've found so compelling that we've actually read them on the air just because they're that good. But I think you're mm-hmm. right. Overall, generally, it's not that that's not the case. It's It really takes an outstanding piece to keep someone's attention on, on online for for several pages. Absolutely. And you know what, what you're saying is true, Ian, and it's not to say that you don't get bored with a print piece and say, all right, I've had it, and you put it down, because certainly that happens. But, um, you know, one of my favorite magazines is, is The New Yorker, um, and, and I, I like it because it has these quirky articles on, on offbeat subjects and topics that will be, you know, 2,000 to 5,000 words, and it takes me 25, 30 minutes to really read it and digest it. I, if I read that, even in The New Yorker's online version, I'm not sure I would get through, and, and maybe it's a distraction thing like you say, Ian, but um, whatever it is, this is where we're headed. And, um, you know, we've already seen newspapers disappear. There's no more Rocky Mountain News out in Denver. One of the Seattle papers is gone. I think in Detroit, the free press is only publishing paper editions three days a week, something like that. And this is the way it's going, whether we like it or not. And, And I'm not sure where the future is going to take us in 10 years. I'm not a prophet, but uh, but this is definitely it. And um, I think that in a business like ours where people are working really hard all day long, yet they want to get the industry news, in the case of talkers, uh, um, shorter versions are probably pleasing people a bit more. Kevin, I've been a terrible host, and I haven't asked you how much time you have to share with us this evening, because I know Nemi has another question for you, and I think we can continue this if you're up for it. I can do one more segment one with you, more. then i got to run. Great. You're being very generous, and I appreciate that. Hang on. More with Kevin Casey. He's the uh, vice president of Talkers Magazine, talking about kind of the end of print. It seems like it's dying. It's Free Talk Live. 
Beware the man with one gun, for he probably knows how to use it. Never has this been more true than with the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. The one rifle to have, if you could have only one. It's the perfect lightweight, hard-hitting, do-it-all bolt-action rifle. Affordable, versatile, and reliable. Delivers 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. Visit Ruger.com slash Scout Rifle or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. It's mine, and it's American. Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 855-453. Whether you want to talk about the seemingly impeding death, or impending rather, death of print, of magazines and newspapers, something uh, kind of a topic we've been following over the years here, 855-453, or bring up absolutely anything. And don't forget that the Free State Project's Liberty Forum is coming up February 23rd through the 26th. It's one of the largest gatherings of liberty-minded people in the world, and you can be a part of it. Uh, We're going to be there. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live, as we do from every Liberty Forum. And the real reason to come out to this thing is not to see the special guest speakers like Peter Schiff, uh, but to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. People who – many of whom have already made the move here to New Hampshire. I mean, you're a native, uh, but uh, I, I made, was born here. Yeah, I made the move here back in 2006, <laughs> and hundreds of people have made the move as part of the Free State Project. Many of those folks, many of the voices you hear on this show and the people you hear about will be at the Liberty Forum. I will be at Liberty Forum. Excellent. And others who are considering a move to New Hampshire, maybe they're kind of on the fence, as well as people who are committed to move but just haven't had a chance yet, those folks are going to be there. And they're going to be mixing together and having a good time and socializing and attending panel discussions, luncheons, uh, dinners, banquet dinners, etc. And, of course, late night parties. So it's a great time. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get signed up and use our discount code FTL2012 to save 10%. That's FTL2012. 2012 to save 10% at org slash Liberty Forum. We've got our special guest, uh, Kevin Casey, with us. He's the vice president and managing editor of Talkers Magazine, 22-year running uh, publication in the talk radio industry, the only publication in the talk radio industry. And as of uh, January, there will be no more uh, publications, at least physical publications in the talk radio industry because you guys are pulling out of the print business, shutting down the print side of the operations and going complete internet only. And not only internet only, but also totally free. Like you're using the freemium model, which I think is uh, is really worth bringing up here, Kevin, because I think some of the folks in the old media, a lot of them don't really get it. Like you look at the, the New York Times and their experiment with putting up a paywall and uh, some of these other newspapers thinking that they're going to be able to really kind of extract as much money from this internet audience which isn't used to paying for anything as they possibly can and it seems like a dubious uh, concept it's interesting and i'm not going to say that i have the answer and i don't know that anyone else does because we are definitely in an experimental time here because i i do there are sites there are there are things that you can pay for that it that's been shown people will pay uh, a couple bucks a month the five six seven bucks a month if they really enjoy the content and they can get it commercial free sure uh so that's something that we know um you know how it works for something like the times or for the wall street journal i i, I don't know how that's going to shake out in 10 years. For us, 
you know, the trade, the trade magazines and newspapers back when I was just getting into radio were really expensive. I think back in the day, a, a subscription to broadcasting or to, to Billboard or the old radio and records was like 250 or 300 bucks a year. Right. And of course, then you got the ads and, you know, it was cost prohibitive for, you know, a young guy trying to get into the business. But um, now... Everyone is you know, moving to pretty much a, uh, a a freemium model, like you say. It's how we do it on Free Talk Live. I mean, we just give our listeners all the archives they want, and yeah, if they like it, then you know, we open up the tip jar for them, essentially, and give them a few perks as well, like with our Free Talk Live AMP program to kind of sweeten the deal up. But for the most part, everything's out there on Front Street, and they can you know help themselves to as much as they want. Are you concerned about ad revenues? I mean, because the, the world between old media and new media, as you said, it's very experimental. It's still developing, and we're not just talking – when I say that, I'm not just talking about print, I'm talking about uh, talk radio. We're talking about video. Uh, everything is com- is changing, but the advertising world is still it seems like it's feeling out. You know, the new media. It's still kind of feeling out uh, the, the uh, you know podcast world. For instance, there are some big companies that are kind of experimenting and and advertising with podcasts, but it, there's no you know industry standard or anything like that. Uh, the, like there is in the you know kind of the old print business. So. Are you guys concerned that there's going to be an issue with maybe raising as much revenue for for the operation by going digital only? Fortunately, Talkers has been smart, and uh, you know our publisher Michael Harrison was very smart, and, and it really ahead of the game on on not relying on one typical uh, category of advertiser uh, as far as like a placement ad, like you might see in a magazine. And uh, we've always been really smart about finding um, non-traditional forms of revenue. So, and, and we are still doing that. So, I would say that you know concerns a strong word, but we're certainly going to be experimenting and trying to find out what best serves our ad advertisers and how they can feel they're still getting their money's worth for what they're paying for in ads on talkers.com and in our daily email that we send out to the industry. So uh, we're going to be playing this as, as, you know, we're going to be feeling our way a little bit as we, as we move through this. But um, the same thing you're seeing with newspapers. I mean, how do you tell someone who advertised, took a full-page ad in the New York Times, full-page color, and was paying, you know, whatever they were paying, you know, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars $10,000 for that ad, and say, okay, now you've got a two-by-two square, right. and it's the same. <laughs> right. And it costs the same. It doesn't um, seem like it should. I mean, even I'm, you know, very familiar with new media and all that. And when I look at an ad on online, I don't feel like, well, that's not the same as, you know, having a full size well, sure. ad. The cigar chomping guy in, in, in the sales department is going, what? It's only two by two. What are you kidding me? You know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a different mindset for people who are buying ads. But on the other hand, the, the real benefit to what you're doing now is the immediacy. I mean, everybody knows the internet is now. It's, you know, you want the, the latest information. It's there. Whereas, as you pick up a, a magazine, or in this case, talkers, you know it's a, it's a month later. You're getting, you literally are getting last month's news, uh, and there's just not that much value to that. Whereas every single day, you guys are sending out news updates to folks via their email box, and there's there is some value there, but people don't perceive it yet. I don't think. You're, you're right. And I think what we did um, a while back was we made a conscious decision to um, really make it a daily update thing online and in our emailer and yet sort of reserve the publication for feature pieces, which weren't timely in nature. My questions had been about I, I hadn't realized uh, what um, 
what you would be charging for hypothetically versus a free system. And, and as Ian and you established earlier, um, you're running on a, on a free model. And I know that um, the print publications here in New Hampshire, and I'm certain that that goes nationwide, has really been battling with how to make their web presence profitable. Now, you've been presenting your content online for six months. I, I would assume you, you have a good grasp on how your readers are responding to that. Well, yeah, just, just to clarify, we've had a website since the mid-90s. So we've, we've, we've been online for a long time. It's been in the last six months that we've been putting the same and all of the content that is also in the print online. So, so right. that's, that's what really has changed. Um, uh, but to answer your question, which is, uh, again, just rephrase it for me if you would, and I'm going to make sure I get it right. I, I just, I'm curious to know, Ian, help me out here. <laughs> you want me to help you with your own question? I do. I do. You look into her brain. I, look into my brain, Ian. I, I don't really know how to rephrase it. It's just how I know that the, the print markets here in New Hampshire have been having a difficult time and have switched back and forth between, say, the New York Times model um, or with a paywall versus a freemium model versus a limited online presence. And I'm, I'm curious to know how your how your experience has really turned out making the shift between print and and online. Well, keep in mind, we haven't yet. We have one more print issue to go, Mm -hmm. and then that'll be the last one. But you can't over, uh, I think for a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't take into account how much it costs to print something and to mail it or distribute it. So keep in mind, you're saving all that money right off the top. Okay. Okay. Um, that, that's a ton of money, especially when you're doing like we do, which is distributing first class all around the country. Oh, that's gosh, really yeah. expensive. Um, you know, for a daily newspaper, you know, you've got to load it on trucks and ship it out to paper boxes and to, you know, people to deliver into boxes. And that's expensive, too. So you're, you are saving money there. And and what we're doing is we're seeking out, like everyone else is in, in this business, is trying to find a happy medium between charging the right amount for their ads that the advertisers feel uh, you know, satisfies them and brings traffic into their stores, et cetera, and yet still allows them to have the staff necessary to operate to put content alongside right. those ads. And I think in some cases you're finding people are going with smaller staffs. Other people are, are just finding more aggressive, creative ways to sell so that they can and do more than just say, okay, you've got a little two-by-two two ad. That's all we do. So people are definitely moving in toward to a more uh, non-traditional models of raising revenue. Yeah, well, one thing's for sure. Event. The market is going to figure it all out. And I'm glglad you guys are on the you know, ride in the wave rather than trailing behind it. And Kevin Casey, uh, thanks for coming on Free Talk Live here tonight. There's more coming up. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of these airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Nemi. And inviting you over to our website at freetalklive.com. You can get interactive in various different ways. You can watch the webcam if you like. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. The chat room is built into the same page. Nemi frequently found in the Free Talk Live chat room. Uh, She is there tonight. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch and interact with other listeners. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Com. Ruger's new SR-40C is the compact version of the recoil-reducing striker-fired SR-40 pistol, one of the slimmest and most ergonomic full-sized 40 caliber pistols on the market today. Now, the SR-40C is based on the same high-performance glass-filled nylon frame as those used on so many great Ruger pistols, offering the same features, including a slim frame, short trigger reach, reversible backstrap, and ambidextrous controls. The SR-40C features a through-hardened stainless steel slide or alloy steel slide with nitrodux pro black finish see it at ruger.com and purchase it at your local gun dealer again ruger.com still to come we're going to talk about what happened today here in our very own Keene, new hampshire it was uh, a pretty outrageous and upsetting day but i still want to talk a little bit more about print and where it's going uh and and where it is today and and some of the changes that uh, that we've seen happening we had Kevin Casey on earlier uh in the hour from Talkers magazine because i picked up my most recent issue of Talkers and uh they, the first thing i discovered was that they're stopping the print edition and and i had that kind of nostalgic feeling like oh i'm going to miss talkers i do i i absolutely adore my print edition print edition of the new york times i would be lost without it my sundays would never be the same so you get it once a week i do and they come and deliver it all the way from New York? Well, I go by <laughs> as part of my Sunday routine. I see. But, but it's, it's been something I've done for much of my life is just yeah. get the Sunday Times, go home, take it apart, read it, and have it's, – it's a good couple of hours to spend listening to jazz on a Sunday. But think about – I mean, Kevin was talking about how much it costs to print stuff yeah, and absolutely. distribute and it. And that's a fantastic point. The, the company that I worked for has really been struggling to find a balance between print and 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 web and and where the price point is for them on the web and what they what they require people to pay for in terms of membership or what they provide for free and there's really a balance and i see the struggle happening in as i mentioned in the print shops across new hampshire i'm sure it's nationwide but i i have a fondness for my home state so i just kind of pay attention to what's going on here look at you know if you look at some of the aspects of printing you can tell why it's going to die off and why it is dying off because it's so it's so wasteful and dated all at the same time so for instance i i was in jail right and and the two ways uh three ways i had of getting information in there were the television news mm-hmm. uh if i had paid for the headphones i could listen to that uh or radio which again i'd have to pay for headphones so the only way if i didn't have pay for the headphones would be i'd, I'd get to read the newspaper once a day and i'm getting yesterday's news mm-hmm. right uh yesterday's news today basically you're, you're already 24 hours past on the news cycle or whatever so there's that fact that it's already old by the time you get your hands on it, but also it's a lot of it's wasted wasted paper. And if you think about it, like for instance, I'm not going to look at the sports section. I don't care. I don't care who won what and who's doing what and what team and at all that. I don't I care about. I read the it. sports section. Well, good for you. But are there are there sections of the newspaper you never look at? No. You, Okay, I would suggest that's somewhat unusual. I, it uh, might be. It might be. I also am a sucker for the smell of newsprint. So I really, what can I do? What can <laughs> I do? I'm a, I'm a print girl. At least you're not a luddite, though. Like I, you're pretty technically uh, adept. I am. I, I've worked in the, in the industry for probably twenty years now. So, 
and I, I, there's some place, there's some warm place in my heart for for print as well. Mm. But I don't have that place for newspapers necessarily. I, oh, I could, I, I don't care if they if they die off because for the most part they're very kind of big media, pro pro corporate, pro yeah, uh, government. I, I I concur. I see your point. I absolutely concede your point. However. I'm a sucker for my Sunday New York I, Times. That's that's fine. I'm just identifying some of the reasons I think sure. that uh, that print is destined to uh, to generally be a failure, and that's what we're seeing happen. It's wasteful. Uh, you know, people aren't getting news that's tailored to them. They're getting news that is you know chosen by an editor. Mm. Whereas online, you become more of the uh, the the editor. You get to pick and choose the the stuff that you're looking at. But on the other hand, I think there's some negatives to to losing print. I'm a subscriber to the Onion. Which right. is a which people may not know this because the Onion really made its brand on the internet. People may not be aware there is a print version of the Onion, and it, I believe it came first. It did. Uh, it started in oh God was it Milwaukee? It was some college town uh, up north, and they started it in the late 1980s, so before the internet existed. Right, and they were just doing kind of a you know print sat- sat- satirical newspaper. In this college town. And uh, it worked, and they kept it going, and then when the internet came out, they launched theonion.com, and it became huge. And now they have onion distribution in cities all across America. And it, books and all sorts of stuff. That's true. They did, they did do some books. Like, you can go and get, like, a whole year's worth of papers, basically, yeah. in, in book form, which is cool. But anyway, I'm a subscriber to The Onion. I was a subscriber like a decade ago, and it was 50 bucks or 40 bucks a year and like the turn of the century. And then I quit subscribing for a while. And then like within the last couple of years, I'd been interested in doing it again. And like a year ago, it was $150. The cost had gone up that much in a decade. But then they cut the cost down to 100 bucks. Uh, so I decided, all right, it's probably not going to get cheaper than that. It's been a decade. Prices go up and, you know, um, to chase up the government's printing more money. So there's inflation and prices go up. Ten- they have a tendency to do that. So I went ahead. And I, I said, this is worth it to me to have a print copy of The Onion because for whatever reason, I don't have a habit of going to The Onion's website and consuming all of its content. But if I actually have an onion in front of me, I will consume... It's an opportunity. Like, right. there's an onion onion upstairs, and, and I, I checked right, it it's out in the while I was upstairs. Yeah. And, and I, I was d- not reading it or perusing it. I only had three minutes, like we're talking about short format yeah. radio, right? So I was like, oh, there's a copy of The Onion in here. That's awesome. <laughs> well, even if even if all you have is three minutes, you can still look at headlines and get a chuckle out of right, uh, out of the onion. Right, right, right. So there's some real value in being able to pick up that newspaper for me at least, and to be able to to look look at it, put it down, remember where I was, and then the next yeah. time pick it up again and again pick right off, you know, pick right up there because you can't really do that as easily with uh, with an online publication. Oh sure, no, sure, I could bookmark the page I was on. Am but, I ever going to get back to it? But what's the you know like. With with the onion in print, page two is what's page two, and page three right. is what's page three. But online, you know, there's different articles in different places, and like which articles next, and like there's you don't just get to pick up your tablet or, right. or pick up your uh, your smartphone and kind of pick up the the reading at the same location necessarily. It's recent, something different about that. A recent pet peeve of mine is is going to internet articles knowing that they're recent but not seeing a date on them. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I appreciate about newspapers is the dateline. You this always is true. Uh, you know, you you always know when when your news is printed. But I don't see that so much on the internet and there's so many times that I go to for example a newspaper website 
in Dallas Fort Worth and it doesn't really specify or it's a suburb of Dallas Fort Worth it doesn't specify the state the paper is in so you don't wow. even really know you know it, it's the simple basic stuff and and I I just have an appreciation for for newspapers because I, and I think it's probably a personal bias but I appreciate that newspapers have a dateline that that, that they that they are something physical in your hand and not a page that can be deleted from the internet. Do you feel like they will go away for good at some point? I hope not in my lifetime. I, I wonder, you know, I find myself wondering about that because when you look at the print industry, there's different things to look at, right? We talked with Kevin Casey from Talkers mm-hmm. Magazine, which is a very industry niche publication. There's also obviously your general daily distributed papers. They're having the toughest time. Uh, as Kevin pointed out, his print edition was still making money. Like it was still, they were still fine in the black on the, on the print edition. So they didn't have to shut it down, but they did to kind of take that step into the unknown and, and go where they really are going to need to go for the future. But uh, you also look at like the free weeklies. Mm. Those are actually doing fairly well they are. Uh, in comparison to the, the daily general newspaper. Mm-hmm. So the free weeklies doing well. So that tells me there's still a demand for at some level, you know, there's a demand for print. There's Absolutely. a value uh, for print. I mean, even here in uh, the Shire, we are talking about starting up uh, a, a Shire free press, free press, which is I mean, the, the free press exists. Shire free press. There's a website, but there's not much there right now. Yeah, uh, but that's coming. Tonight, um, as but, a matter of fact. Oh, you tease. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get that. We'll get to that later. So, uh, <laughs> but the idea is to have like a zine of some sort yeah. that is again a printed publication that can go out. And we were talking about that zine, and well, it seems like quarterly makes more sense to do Absolutely. something less often in print makes sense because the distribution is the real problem with print. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why one of the major reasons why the internet is is you know destroying the print industry because of the immediacy of distribution. It's instantly in the uh, the hands of the person you want it to be in. You don't have to load up a truck full of papers, right. drive the truck all around town, Wear unload the papers in different locations. Throw it takes out the hours. Newspaper. It takes hours Recycle to distribute Recycle your that newspaper stuff. bundle. There's more coming up here at 855-450-FREE. So I think there is a life for print ahead, but it's not going to be what it once It'll was. It'll be different. More coming Everything up. Everything is free changing. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-453. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Nemi. And we invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com, giving you the features there on the site totally free. So enjoy those. And you can get interactive. Uh, You can create the content there. You find something online you think is interesting. You can just submit it to the website, and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike uh, what it is that you see up there. So you can, again, create the content over at freetalklive.com. So, Nemi, you and I had a very interesting morning and afternoon. Today was a crazy day, Ian. It was crazy, and it got crazier as the uh, the day went on. Uh, we started out 
innocuously enough, just coming out in the bright and early morning hours uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire, where Mitt Romney was going to be having a campaign appearance. So we decided to come out with the Shire Choir. And we talked about the Shire Choir on these airwaves before. Uh, the Shire Choir was formed to bring some uh, some music to the liberty movement. And to I think music has a very important role in activism. And it's something that was kind of missing from this movement uh, in the last five years or so. And it's, it's kind of popped up here and there. But now there's an actual Shire Choir and we're going out and we're doing performances and, and practices and uh, performing over at uh, like state liquor stores, for instance. We'll stand out in front of or inside of a uh, state liquor store and sing carols. There's video of this over at freekeen.com. Just search for um, a Shire Choir liquor and uh, it'll come up. And the purpose of those uh, instances is to bring attention to the fact that at least here in New Hampshire, the state government actually sells one of the hardest drugs known to man, which is alcohol. And prohibits one of the most benign, which is cannabis. And to kind of just juxtapose that, you know, the state is putting people in jail for using a plant, but yet it is selling the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous drugs, maybe second to heroin, which is alcohol. And so that's the point of that. That's kind of one of the reasons why the Shire Choir was formed. But when, you know, once you start learning some of the songs, you can put them into uh, to effect uh, anywhere that you want. And so what we did this morning was we uh, we did some singing as uh, Mitt Romney got off his uh, campaign bus and we sang these anti-drug war Christmas carols because this Romney character is uh, so such a jerk that he won't even acknowledge the presence of a crippled man in a wheelchair who's trying to ask him a question about medical marijuana. He completely is to- totally rude, standoffish, uh, turns his back, basically, on a, a man. This was a video from back in 2007, uh, a New Hampshire guy, if I believe a military veteran who's you know permanently disabled because of his time in the military and in serious pain as well, uh, has found that marijuana helps him with his problem. And he wanted to ask Mitt Romney about that, and Mitt Romney blew him off and was incredibly rude. So uh, he got some Christmas, um, some anti-drug war Christmas carols sung at him today. I think that's fantastic. I wasn't there for that. Um, Personally, as a native, politically speaking, I I have to say that Mitt Romney was an auto out as governor of Massachusetts because of the love-hate between New Hampshire and Massachusetts. But I did not go to today's event, but... I will tell you that Mitt Romney completely screwed up my morning. His big bus blocked all the traffic on Central Square, and there were cops, and it was high presence, and all those people with cameras, those pesky people with cameras, Ian. I bet if uh, Marv, the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle, had been brought out and parked in the same location and had its engine running, too, I bet the Keene police would have had a real problem with that. There would have been. I think we should test that. What are you up to tomorrow? Uh, well, it's not. I don't have Marv. It's not my RV. But you could probably talk uh, Peter or Demo uh, into doing that. I bet I could. LibertyOnTour.com. Uh, so clearly, there's one set of rules for us, and then another set of rules for the politicians. Oh, I think that was the theme of the day, really. The two sets of rules. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into the rest of the day here in a moment. We'll also take your calls as well at 855-453. But that went well. You know, we sung, uh, our, we sang all of our songs. Most of the media completely ignored us. They were, This Romney character was getting off of his campaign bus, and they, they were kind of like all huddled around him like a pack of uh, hungry dogs. It was and, a swarm. I saw it yeah. happen. <laughs> as, as the bus was pulling up, I was, I was behind the bus in oh, traffic. Okay. This is why I'm complaining about the traffic jam that he caused. Yeah, um, and they pretty much... 
ignored us. Yeah, it, it was a good group of uh, probably 30 or 40 press people, press folks with uh, cameras and badges. And there were a couple of maybe the more intelligent uh, press folks that kind of did notice what we were doing yeah, and thought good. to themselves, maybe I should get a shot of that. Good. And they came up and they did. So so there, it was worth it. I mean, because we did get some people shooting video and, of course, other people with, with just their cell phones or whatever were coming up and taking pictures, uh, handed out some information. But besides that, really the only point was to, to be seen and do the Shire Choir thing. So that went well. Now, now, personally speaking, I, I am pretty not in favor of me singing in public. I, I'm not a big fan of me singing mm-hmm. in public. So I, I had not joined the Shire Choir, but unfortunately, over the course of the day's events, I was inspired to join. Really? It's not unfortunately. I don't have a terrible voice, but... Um, I was inspired to join the Shire Choir by the end of today. Uh, that's right. That's right. You did kind of come in. Well, well, I did. It, it has been a long, long, long day. day. <laughs> I mean, we started at 8.30 this morning. I was up before that. But, yeah. Right. That was actually, up when the day started. Yeah. But to actually be out and, and doing activist, activism, literally it was 9 to 5. I mean, it was yeah. 8.30 till 5 o'clock uh, tonight. And... It started out good. You know, the Romney thing went well. You know, we sang. People took pictures. That was great. We then had two court trials that were – or two court hearings. One was an arraignment. The other was a trial that were scheduled for the same time. Pretty uneventful. At 9 a.m. Yeah. Uh, the one with Derek J. didn't go as he expected. It was supposed to be a trial, but it ended up being a technicality where he was told he had to file a different motion or mm-hmm. something like that. So he did that. He's and then still he, going to prevail. Right. And he came well, – I hope you're right. Yes. But uh, he came out to join us at the Shire Choir after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, – so we didn't even get to go to his thing because it was so fast. We didn't even realize it was going to be like that. And then uh, the usual waiting around is uh, we waited for the other gentleman, uh, Bo, to have an arraignment at uh, at Superior Court. It wasn't really much of which to speak there except for just waiting around in a hallway. Yeah, there was a lot of waiting to be had at the Superior Court today. It tends to be how these things go. But it was later on where things got really interesting. Uh, It was during the trial that I was having. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a civil trial where I was there to defend uh, the the right of transparency, the the right to the free press, being able to go and get governmental records. And it was supposed to be, you know, it was just supposed to be a civil trial today. But they decided they wanted to have uh, taken issue with people that were not standing up for the man in the robe. And arrests were made. And we'll tell you more about uh, about that coming up here in a moment. Kevin is with us, though, in Indy, listening to WXNT. Kevin, you're on with Ian and Nemi. I have to report to you one of the greatest travesties in the history of the United States. Bring it. (laughs) In Indiana, we have tax on beer that's included in the price of the beer. So in other words, if it's $10, a certain percentage of that $10 is taxed. And then on top of that, we have to pay sales tax on that same beer. Is that not a travesty? Well, yeah, that is a travesty. My question is, is is the tax that's included shown on your receipt? No. It's a hidden tax. Sneaky. But go ahead. I said sneaky. Yes, it is. It's just it's just disgusting. I don't I just don't understand it. And also to prove the point about prohibition, we are not allowed to sell beer at our stores or liquor stores on Sunday. So what happens is we have individuals that will sell beer out of their homes and we had an individual that was arrested finally after a year long process of investigation. God knows how much that cost. He was busted with over five hidden cans of beer and, and whiskey and 11 pounds of weed. And I just think oh. that is just a great just travesty. It what is. a waste of product. That's a lot of weed. It's also a, a shame <laughs> that someone has to go and spend time in jail because of that as well. You know, life can be so cruel. And I, you know, what, what can you do? 
What can what you can do? You well, I would say you can, if you love liberty at least, join the Free State Project and come and help us get free. Because if we all stay separated, then there really isn't much we can do. But just think how much money they're losing by not being able to sell beer on Sunday at liquor stores because they're trying to keep people from becoming intoxicated so they can't go to church. That's well, that's a, that's a blue law. That's a blue law. Yeah. We had that here in New Hampshire for a, a very long time. They and got it, rid of it. They got rid of it not long ago. I, I think it's in the last 10 years that we've gotten rid of the blue laws in New Hampshire. So Places you, like that still exist all around the country. So now you can go to church drunk. Thank good times, yeah, good right. times. Because no Thank one can God. plan, right? No no one can buy extra alcohol on Saturday to plan for Sunday. Thank you, Kevin, for the call tonight. Thank I appreciate you. it. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Look, people that really want to get drunk will do what get it drunk. takes. They're going to do what it takes. That's they'll, right. They'll, even if they forget to plan and buy extra for the weekend, they'll go buy some <laughs> Listerine at uh, you know the local discount uh. store. More, <laughs> telling you, they do it. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Nemi. Uh, don't forget, uh, those features include news updates. So you, if you would like to be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live, can get signed up for our news updates at news.freetalklive.com. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever works best for you. Once again, news.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, you need to go to manventureoutpost.com. They carry knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, lasers, sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. Manventureoutpost.com. Family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low, they can't be mentioned. Get an additional 5% off if you use coupon code FTL. So head on over to manventureoutpost.com and get it quick at manventureoutpost.com. We're recounting uh, and recapping today's crazy events in Keene, New Hampshire, yeah, one of the crazy. one of the most uh, popular destinations for activists uh, to move here as part of the Free State Project or the Shire Society. And uh, obviously, there's some other areas in New Hampshire that are pretty popular. Manchester is, uh, is the big one. Uh, but here is a real challenge because in Keene, nothing is happening like this anywhere else in new hampshire this is the most challenging area in my opinion in which uh, to live because here the court system is insane they will have you arrested for wearing a hat 
and no other court in New Hampshire except for Milford have I ever experienced mm. the uh, the hat crackdown that I've experienced out here. They will threaten you and arrest you for uh, not standing for the man in the robe, and I've never had anyone been arrested or threatened for not standing uh, in other courthouses around New Hampshire. But here, today, was the very first day where anyone was ever actually arrested for not standing for the judge. It usually happens that people in this particular court, there's two courts in Keene, one's district, one is superior court. Mm. In district court, they don't care. You can stay seated. Nobody says booty about it. No big deal. In superior court, there's one particular judge who is a control freak. It's the guy who presided over the hearing that put me in jail for Mm. 58 days. Same guy. And he is a total control freak. He basically has this stick up his butt about uh, people standing up for him and he his bailiffs today threatened people who did not stand and the whole group of folks they that threatened were in there, us before that though they have threatened and and usually people will will go ahead and stand or leave the room right but today there were probably eight people back there and all of them stayed seated they were all immediately threatened by the bailiffs and this was right at the very beginning of my trial, right when the judge, the man in the robe, walked well, into the, the room. It was even before that. It was even before that. Because in the morning, we were there for the morning session for yeah. Bo, and, and and Tebow walked up to you and was, was menacing to you. And yeah, he grabbed me by the arm and uh, suggested that I better watch myself because I'm on suspended sentence. I, I'd really like to preface my remarks on the show tonight by, by saying that I've, I've watched the Free State Project for a long time. I'm a native. I've, I've known of the Free State Project. I've been watching the, the FSP and Free Keen for four years. Ian and I met for the first time a couple years ago. Yeah. And, and I haven't really been particularly involved in the civil disobedience aspect of things i wasn't i wasn't really sure where i could be of some use um but it was while you were in jail that i met mark and i started doing the show and right. and as as that kind of progressed i became involved with um the freaking folks i i guess it would be safe to say i i hate painting with a broad brush but there there is a group of people who happen to be around here that i mm-hmm. happen to enjoy their company and today I, I went to a courthouse that I've been to um, numerous times before. Um, I, I, I'm college educated. I'm a native. Um, I was well dressed. I was respectful. Um, and the way that I was treated personally was appalling. You mean today? Today. Um, but the way my friends were treated. Um, well, you saw me. I, you, I, you, your mouth was gaping. I mean, you were shocked. I, I was beyond shocked. It's beyond the pale what I saw today. I've seen videos. You guys are fantastic videos. I hate cameras. So that's one of the reasons I hadn't really become involved mm-hmm. in, in what's happened here. But I've seen what I saw what happened to Pete with the hat in Key District Court. Right. That outraged me. I can't even imagine how I would have reacted if I had been there in person like I was today. I saw Jason Talley dragged across a courtroom floor. Yeah. I saw my friend Kelly arrested, taken off in cuffs. I know how I was treated. I was not treated respectfully. In the courtroom, I was yelled at and told that I I was sitting in front of some folks who were wearing their hats. I wasn't paying attention to what they were doing. Um, But then I was told that if I didn't stand for a judge, um, I would be told to leave. And if I didn't leave, I would be arrested. Right. A public courthouse. He was addressing specifically the right-hand side 
of the courtroom, which was where I was sitting with with some folks. Right. Uh, the family for Tom Ball was on the other side. Generally, generally speaking, we were it's the family of the man that uh, immolated himself just, in front of the courthouse. Just happened to be, I, and now I I rather wish I had gone over to sit on their side of the courtroom. Mm. I, now in hindsight, but as as it was, I was sitting between uh, Jason Talley and Derek, and Kelly was on the, on Derek's other side, and and this man I'd never really noticed before was incredibly abusive disrespectful rude threatening and and i was just there i had filed a motion to film on behalf of the shire free press Uh, but he didn't really know me from adam and he was yelling yelling you will rise when the judge comes in and i was listening to him when the judge came in so i didn't stand up and no one stood on that side of the room i did not stand and they immediately jumped down your throats for it and started demanding that you either stand or leave, get mm-hmm. out. And no one was leaving either. So that's when they began to call uh, the sheriffs up and they began the process of individually kind of leaning over and looming over each individual that was there that was staying seated. It's tight quarters in there. If you get yeah, the up whole to walk can only out. Hold, uh, the, the audience area can only hold about 22 20. or yeah. so. Yeah, about 20 people. Yeah. Um, so I got up, I stood up, and, and Jason was to my right, and he stood up as well, and and Kelly remained seated, Derek stood up, and we all gradually made our way out, except once I had made my way out, there suddenly was an issue with Jason, with Tally. Right, they didn't like that he wasn't going fast enough for them, essentially. Like, he had started to leave by the time they decided to arrest him, so right. he was actually in the process of leaving, Right. because I don't think he really wanted to get arrested. And he was shocked by it and basically turned to the man in the robe and said, uh, you know, can you have them let me go? I'm trying to leave. We're trying and, to represent the press, actually. Well, true. That's what we were doing. But he was willing to leave. Yeah. And uh, he tried to say this. And then the judge passed the buck to the bailiffs and said something like, well, it's up to the bailiffs, yeah. which is never up to the bailiffs. It's always up to the man in the robe. The bailiffs do the man in the robe's bidding. Um. I may not have stood for Judge Arnold today as uh, because I was distracted in hearing the person who was yelling at me, but I will tell you, I will never stand for that man again. Never. Well, you'll get to go to jail. 855-450-FREE. That's red the pill, baby. CAI toll-free line. I want to talk more about the red pill in a moment. Uh, 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up what you want. So two of our friends were arrested today uh, here in Keene because they stayed seated when a man in a robe walked in a room. You can take control here. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Talk Live. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and get interactive there. You can interact in various different ways over at freetalklive.com. One of them is by going to the Shrine of Female Listeners, shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're a lady listener of the program, you can be on the Shrine as uh, part of our Shrine of Female Listeners, which its purpose is to basically show that women actually listen to this show uh, because talk radio kind of has this 
I guess, uh, mentality of aiming more toward men. And I don't think that's very fair. I it's think it's not enough for us to just be on the air. What do, what do you mean by that? Like women. You have plenty of women who it's, who it's true. But, the, but they say they say uh, that uh, talk radio is listened to mostly by men. And uh, we want to show that there are lady listeners of this program. And so many of them have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners. So go see what I mean. If you are a lady listener, you can become part of the Shrine. Or you can just look at it over at shrine.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins, by the way, are the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash. They can be used anywhere in the world, and you don't have to ask permission from anybody. No government or corporation is going to tell you you can or can't use bitcoins. Uh, they can't be counterfeited or inflated, and you can now buy them in physical form with credit card or PayPal, thanks to MemoryDealers.com. They make great conversation starters and gifts, and of course can be transferred back into digital form at any time. Be part of the currency that's transforming the world. Get your bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. That's MemoryDealers.com. Today was, as you described it, Nemi, a red pill day. Uh, no, it was for, for you, me. For you. Uh, for me, you know, it was just more of uh, what I'm used to at this point because the activist community here in Keene, New Hampshire, and of course, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know we're based in the southwestern corner of New Hampshire. And uh, Mark and I, uh, that Mark's normally here during the week, he's got a week off for Christmas. Another vacation. Yeah, well, that's what he does. Um, <laughs> but. We moved here because of the Free State Project, which is a movement of liberty-minded people all converging to the same place. And Keene was where uh, we chose because I liked it. I liked the idea of coming here because at the time there was a, a neat civil disobedience movement here. And I thought that was a really cool aspect of the liberty movement that I wasn't familiar with at all coming from Florida and that I wanted to be a part of. And boy, have I been. Uh, and as a result of that, the courts have been cracking down. Uh, they didn't like the fact that people were bringing video cameras in there and holding their bureaucrats accountable for their behavior, or at least attempting to. So they came down with policies that essentially severely restricted, uh, severely restricted the uh, severely restricted the pol- the ability for people with with cameras to uh, to be able to record people with cameras uh, coming into the the court lobby, for instance, and uh, being able to uh, you know just record whatever is going on. So they were you know they were arresting people back in 2009 for this. Uh, they arrested our very own Derek J for this earlier this year. Uh, they also have arrested Tal- Jason Talley from Talley.tv for having video cameras in in court. So we've we've really lost ground. I mean, we we used to have the ability yes. to be in the lobby with video cameras, and and the fact is that they they changed the rules because of activism. They I've, changed the rules because so much was going on. I, I think it's important to note that initially, all of this, if you read it in the press, as as a local who was not, who, I'm not a mover. Um, to to read in the press, it was painted the loss of our privileges, quote unquote. Um, I think the slant was easy to blame the folks from Free Keen, the activists. Um, well, that's why it happened, because of the activists. Well, it did. It happened because of the activists, but again... Because you, we you, were using our ability to to keep an eye on these people. You don't have to, go, you don't have to report every fight you're invited to. And, and I don't say that. I think my perspective has certainly changed in the course of the last year, where I don't see that it is the fault, quote-unquote, of the activists for the trouble in the Keene courts. I, especially after what I've seen today, I really have to say to folks, video does not do the reality justice. 
It really doesn't. It's better than nothing, though. And right now we have nothing. And they've taken that from us. And it's ground that we allowed to be taken from us because in 2009, when they made the first arrest of uh, Sam Dodson for recording video at the the district court here in town, the uh, appropriate response, I think, would have been to have six people show up Mm -hmm. the next day and uh, and record video in that courtroom and or that court lobby, actually, and go ahead and make a stand and bring a bunch of people in and make a stand for that particular issue and refuse to back down on it. But unfortunately, we just didn't have enough people who were willing to take a risk of uh, being arrested at that time. And it just never, it never ever really panned out until this past Friday when folks went to the Supreme Court, which we've talked about. It's coming. Uh, which right. we talked about recently. And we won that one because we had enough people there. Yeah. But also, we didn't really know what was going to pan out. And no one had ever been to the Supreme Court. So it was kind of like a, a question mark. Whereas if you go into Cheshire Superior Court tomorrow with a video camera, you're going to get arrested if you don't leave. And no, you can you'll get arrested if you stand in the lobby and, and they decide they don't want you there. That's right. They threatened you today over that. They did. They threatened me today over over numerous things. And, and mostly, and what upset me so much was I was already um, flustered. I was shaking after yeah. after what happened in the courtroom. I was physically shaking, physically felt ill. It's sick. From what I saw, I, I, I thought... I, I was going to, I, I don't know what I was going to do when I saw Jason Talley dragged across the floor, but I was beside myself with upset. Yeah, I, It was not okay um, because I had just been sitting next to him and he did nothing wrong. Um, I think it's easy to say it's hyperbole to say, well, that they're jailing, they're caging um, peaceful people. That's um, not hyperbolic at all. I, I don't think it is. I, I really don't. And, and when they're when it's a friend of yours, when it's a good person who yeah. is a peaceful person who has not done anything wrong, just sitting there, just sitting there, or standing there, and and having two bailiffs, one was hanging over him with cuffs in his hand, and the other had blocked my way, mm-hmm. leaving that particular aisle. The chairs are packed in there, and then to see him, I, I mean, there to see his wrists now, mm. I, I it just I I I hate. That the Superior Court today convinced me that um, activism is the way to go. I hate that it did, but it did. When you say that, what do you mean activism is the way to go? I don't think what they're doing is right. I've traveled around the state um, for years now um, and and gone to courts. I I don't work for the government, but I've just had business in in various courts around the state. Mm -hmm. I've never been treated the way that I have been today. Um, the, my first assignment as a member of the press was, um, up to Grafton County Superior Court. Um, and the contrast and compare between Grafton County Superior Court and Cheshire County Superior Court is like night and day. Um, I was treated respectfully, um, by, by the Sheriff's Department and the office staff in, uh, in Grafton County. I was allowed to keep all of my electronic equipment. I was just prohibited from using it in, in the courthouse unless I had permission um, which I did. Which but, that's not good enough in my in my book, but it's a huge world I would agree. away from it, Keen. It, it's night and day yeah. from Keene. Um, Here they take all of your equipment as soon as you walk in the front door, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you have to beg a man in a robe in order to get some of it back so you can actually record a trial. You're not allowed to record anywhere in the uh, the entire courthouse. Neither and, of my notices were to, to film were voted on today or were ruled on today. Excuse me. 
um, I had filed a notice for Bose arraignment and, and that we didn't end up going into a courtroom. So I, I didn't have to record anything. But for both Kelly and Tally, um, there was nothing nothing said about the, the notice being well, to be fair, we did arrive uh, late to their arraignments because what ended up happening was we they got arrested in the courtroom for basically not standing or not leaving when they were told right. to leave. And I'm sorry, but that's got to be an illegal order for a man, a bailiff, just simply say, you need to leave this courtroom because you won't stand for the judge? He, that's he nonsense. Yelled, he, I have never seen anyone conduct themselves the way this man conducted himself today. He was so disrespectful to you. Um, threatening. And, he threatened he, me. He was, he was menacing and threatening to everyone, me included, and I had done nothing wrong. Oh, I you done, were hanging out with us. That's what you did that wrong. That was my see. crime, was yeah. it? Was it that I... Because Guilt I'm... Guilt by association. I'm not a free stater. I'm a native. Right. So, I'm with the group. I'll tell you more about the guy I met outside the courtroom when we come back. All right. 855-450-FREE. The toll-free number. Uh, Nemi's experience today. Kind of a shocker for her. one 855 Four five zero three seven three three, as it would be for anyone who thinks that there's some level of accountability uh, that these bureaucrats have. Because I can tell you, no, there's no way to hold these people accountable except to just stop paying for this nonsense. Eight five five four fifty three. It's Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com Talk live. You may dial in toll free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com and you can enjoy the features there. You can support the show if you'd like. Shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. It's Amazon. There's links to Amazon there. You click into the one that's right for your country. It'll take you to the appropriate Amazon. And then whatever you buy at that point, Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price. It's that simple. You're still getting the same great Amazon deals you're used to, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of uh, items. And we're talking a huge selection. I mean, groceries. Amazon sells groceries. So you head over there, get your shopping taken care of, and enter through shop.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase. Once again, shop.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI, they bring in the phone lines here on Free Talk Live. They're also a longtime sponsor of this program, the perhaps longest-running uh, major sponsor of Free Talk Live, and they have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. They can help your company with uh, paying you know, with the, the, those collections that you're trying to do, early out billing as well, and purchasing charged-off receivables. They'll do that for you too. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful, and they record every call they make so you can check up on them and they have the best equipment money can buy, your business will be handled as efficiently as possible with SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com, the top of our banner column. Mike is with us listening in Mississippi. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mike. Mike. Hi, Ian. Hey. Hi, Alan. It's actually Nemi on tonight, but go ahead with your thoughts, Mike. Yeah, uh, I went today, and I walked into an actual uh, Medicaid uh, office, here in Mississippi, 
And they had a sign up that said, no cameras allowed. And it fell under the HIPAA regulations. <laughs> uh, this was really, I thought, silly. We said it because it uh, protected other people's privacy and that other people didn't want to be filmed in that office. And uh, Mississippi is just absolutely, you know, turned into a, a full-blown police state. Well, welcome to the police state of America. I think that's happening everywhere. Uh, and it, that's interesting that you bring that up because there was an incident a couple of years ago here in Keene where I had my cell phone camera stolen right out of my hands by an EMT who had lost his mind uh, because uh, we were filming him in public doing his job of trying to you know, take somebody into the, amb- the ambulance. And uh, he cited some HIPAA regulations, which was nonsense. I mean, the people that know about this HIPAA thing, it's some federal privacy protection act did he have a patient on board they were taking a patient into the ambulance in public Uh, and i'm sorry no your little federal law doesn't stop me just because you're doing your job with your patient doesn't stop me from standing in a public place and recording what you're doing uh the hipaa act was about privacy as far as medical records and things like mm -hmm. that are concerned so yeah i guess it would make sense like if you're in this medicare office that you shouldn't be able to film someone filling out a form without their permission because mm-hmm. there could be some private information on that form uh but otherwise if it's a public place you should be able to be in there filming right i don't know what you're gonna film in there i mean i, I can't imagine it's that interesting uh but did you what were your yeah. intentions to film the, the interactions with the bureaucrats well you know i just had a pocket cam in my pocket i had my little camera in my pocket and and the lady they all work behind glass mm-hmm. you know they don't they do not want to interact with the public whatsoever. Right. They want to have a, protection, a layer of protection between you and them. A layer of protection. Now, our Alcorn County uh, here in Mississippi, they have glass where you buy your car tags. We have a new prison here. They have cameras on school buses, you guys. Oh, yeah. They have, mm-hmm. They've had those. It's it just uh, absolutely. And when I went and got my driver's license renewed, it was like walking into the gates of hell. <laughs> I can relate to that. I just renewed mine two um, weeks ago. Yeah, Mike, uh, thanks for the call. Thanks for sharing that tonight. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's talk to Joe uh, calling from my hometown of Sarasota, Florida. Joe, uh, you're listening to WSRQ out there. What's on your mind tonight? Yes, uh call from Sarasota, Florida, and what's on my mind is the new law they passed here in the state of Florida concerning the uh, the oxycodone uh, uh, problem. I'm a guy that's been here since 1990. I've had five back operations, the last one on December 10th of 2010, okay. and I've been getting medication all these years. Now, I go to my pain doctor, and I had to fill out a form to where not I have to take a urine test once a month. I had initial that I also can be Jeez. called in for a pill count. Also, the main thing was that I have to be willing to share my medical records with the law enforcement here in the, in the state of Florida. Wow. wow. They can call yeah, you and, in and for a just, pill count? Yeah, they can call you in for a pill count anytime they want. I believe and, it's... But if you refuse to take the urine test or if you refuse to be willing to share your information with law enforcement, then you don't get your medicine. And the funny part about it was is that, you know, in the town here, I get all my medicine filled at Target. 
And in the month of December, Target no longer had this medicine, said they wouldn't have it no more till the new year. So I went to CVS, mm-hmm. and CVS had it the month of November. In December, they didn't have it, so I went to Walgreens. And Walgreens turned me down two weeks ago, and I said, can I ask you why? She says, well, we have you on our list as you go into other pharmacies. Uh, and I was about to tell her why, and she uh, said, sorry, I don't feel right feeling this. I'm going, you can feel it. I mean, I've been getting this medicine for almost uh, 10 years now. But because, you know, but I, I couldn't want to explain to her, hey, Target don't have them for the whole month of December until January, and CVS, you know, now and then they don't have them. Right. You know? It's I mean, not that they don't so want many. your business. It's that they're scared to death that the DEA or the Florida Drug Task Force, whatever they are, is, is going to come after them. Now, who calls you in for the pill count? Is it the police department? Or no, no, the doctor. The do- they got these pain management doctors now so scared that they had to hire lawyers oh to figure out to protect themselves. I think it's called and a pain now- contract. Is that yeah, what, so now, yeah, yeah, that's what it is, a pain contract. But I didn't mind signing the urine test. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, had, uh, I had stomach problems and a hiatus hernia where they were giving me stomach medicine. And back in 2009, I, I, started, I started taking two or three puffs of marijuana at 1030 mm-hmm. at night. Now when I went to this doctor, I told him, and I said, Doc, and I took the P-test. He says, Joe, you come back positive for THC. I says, I know, Doc. He goes, well, Joe, for me to prescribe this anymore, you're going to have to quit. And now, oh. now to quit that, yo, the best part about it is to quit that, they give me Xanax back to sleep, or Ambien, and give me Jeez. stomach medicine, Zantex and stuff, you know. We're this is horrible. I had night. no idea this was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry to hear about it because, you know, a lot of people feel like marijuana is a big help to them. Like you said, it helps you, know, helps you go to yeah. sleep at night. Some people but, it helps with, with pain. Uh, and and essentially, this new law is going to enrich the pharmaceutical companies even more. It's going to prevent people from self-medicating with natural products like marijuana and force them into using, as you mentioned, all of these pills, which have all kinds of crazy right. side effects. If they want to go if by the rules. Knows, I mean, if anybody takes this medicine for more than 30 to 60 days for, I mean, five back surgeries, you definitely, you know, have a problem. You just can't stop. Right. But for them to, uh, you know, the law enforcement now, they just don't get to see that you're on payments. They get to see that you're on blood pressure medicine or Lexapro. And I'm thinking about the guy that's working for a corporation and might be taking something that, you know, the corporate don't know. He's doing his job, not, not, no problem. But now, you know what I mean? That's out there. And when you go in there, you sign the, the uh, HIPAA Act where you got medical privacy. But here, and like the other states are watching Florida. To see where, how yeah, it's working are. out in Florida. I'm just thinking that somebody's going to have a tough time getting their medicine and, you know, either want them going, you know, stroking out or having a problem, and then a lawsuit's going to come along. Because I believe that's totally, Scary. Uh, you know, illegal against as far as our rights and stuff, especially the privacy right. So now you got law it's enforcement. So crazy. you got two or 300 cops now that can pull up on the computer and find out, you know, okay, they see you taking medicine, but then they'll also see, oh, this guy tested positive for THC, so he's smoking weed, so let's keep right. an eye and on it. Right, and all of this <laughs> under the auspices of the idea that uh, that we need to stop people from getting these pills. I mean, they, they, it's nonsense. People are going to keep getting these pills no matter what. There's always no going to be... There's always going to be underground ways these pills break into the marketplace, whether it be somebody waylaying a, a semi-truck loaded up with pills, robbing the pill manufacturing uh, warehouse. I mean, these things have all been done. Uh, just holding up the, the pharmacy at gunpoint. All of these things have been done. Stealing out the back of the pharmacy, whatever, shorting pre- prescriptions. All of this this stuff happens. And innocent people are going to get caught up in the in the crossfire as well. Even the even people that aren't actually selling their, uh, their oxycodone. That's my whole thing. The whole thing was they cast such a wide net with this law now. They're getting 
innocent people, you know, that are actually taking the medicine. You know, I mean, you got people in an office that I see that have nothing wrong with them. They just and they pay cash, and it's a legitimate doctor, you know, the legitimate doctor. But you know, and some of them are not even being tested. You know, what I mean, and they're just sitting there nodding out in the waiting room. And yet, you got to, you know, some of them are not being tested. It's where the discrimination comes in at. You know, if they don't like the way you look or something, you know, you look funny or whatever as far as just This is the normal, way things you know, go with, with control, like right? I mean, Joe, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. This is, this is what happens with control. There's always more. There's always another level of control right around the corner. Meanwhile, in Europe, you can get class four scheduled drugs with no prescription at is all. Is that right? Yes. Incredible. That's the way it should be. You should be able to walk into the store and buy yeah. whatever you want right off the shelf. No prescription. If you want to see a doctor, see a doctor. But you shouldn't have to need these things. Hour 3 is next. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator, Jack! Yearly is a bold, independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? into the third hour of the program you as always are invited to take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733 you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and we give you the features that you find there totally free so enjoy those on us Uh, once again that's freetalklive.com and here with you tonight it's Ian and Nemi Uh, so we've been talking for those of you just tuning in about today what Nemi and I experienced at the local courthouse. Now, if you've been following this show for a little while, you know that Free Talk Live kind of has, a, for lack of a better term, kind of a bit of a reality show component to it. And now, it's not like reality TV where it's all canned and staged and whatever, produced and edited. No, no. Free Talk Live is reality radio in kind of a different way. Uh, it's reality in that the hosts of the show aren't just talking about the news in some cases. We're actually there when the news is made. It's happening. Right. In yeah. some cases, we're actually part of the news being made. We're actually the people making the news. And when I say, when I say that, uh, in a lot of cases, I'm referring to civil disobedience and non-cooperation, which are kind of part and parcel to uh, the flavor of activism up here in the Keene area, or at least a lot of uh, some of the activism that, that goes on up here. Certainly the most noticeable mm. uh, activism, because, well, it's hard not to notice when people, your friends, are getting uh, thrown in cages for the dastardly crimes of not standing for a man in a robe as he walked into the room of the Cheshire Superior Court today. I'll tell you, from, from a personal standpoint, this was the first time, I, I mentioned this in the, in the last segment, that this was the first time I had walked into the Cheshire County Court as a, a quote-unquote known associate of that 
dreaded free state project. You know, and I've walked in there before. I've been treated respectfully. I'm very much a golden rule kind of person. You know, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. I I was respectful. You know, you know, and I I know I gave you some some flack because I was I was waiting for you to be um, giving me some flack for uh, kissing the ring Mm. or bowing down and begging for permission. And and I did take some flack for that today, but I I do I did um, really kind of come at this as I'm I'm going to go to this and, and just be who I am. Um, treat people respectfully. I had a really good experience in the Grafton County Superior Court. Um, I walked in. I put my laptop bag on the conveyor belt. I put my phone on the conveyor belt. Put my cameras on the conveyor belt. They they put it through. They let me take it. They just gave me a copy of the new ruling from Tina. That's the head administrative judge of the Superior Courts. Which, as we noticed today, I was <laughs> as we were waiting in the lobby, I was reading the latest notice from Arnold. Judge Arnold in uh, Cheshire County Superior Court. And That's his, the power mad guy that had people yeah, arrested today. And I was I was absolutely blown away by the wording in his order that was apparently not superseded by Tina's order. And and it was essentially it was very targeted in my opinion to the folks to the activists to the uh, uh, free keen. Well, yeah, of course. Um, in that if you violate the order. You may lose your camera, and it may be used as evidence against you. Yeah, they're 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 literally threatening to take your stuff from you if you uh, if you somehow use a camera out in a in a court lobby. There are severe restrictions at this particular courthouse, unlike any other courthouse in the entire state of New Hampshire. I haven't now, seen anything like it. And actually, Derek J and I are now planning after the first of the year to visit every single courthouse in the state and, and see and, and contrast and, and see compare. What the I want to see. Because right. I was disgusted and appalled by what I saw today. Because they're all supposed to have the same uniform policy across uh, across the you courts. You would think so. It would make sense. Now, well, they've it, all been issued the same order. You mentioned that head administrative judge. She wrote mm-hmm. an order that you know is supposed to specify exactly how this you know camera restrictions are supposed to work. And when questioned about that order yesterday, because we were I was also in mm-hmm. court yesterday. Uh, the bureaucrats said, well, we don't, we've got 60 days to implement the order. Because I said, how long does it take for you to put this, uh, they're supposed to have this designated area for the media who want to record things like maybe interviews with witnesses or interviews with, uh, you know, lawyers or whatever outside of the courtroom. So they, they have this, what they call a staging area they're supposed to set up. Well, they haven't set one up yet. And I asked them, well, where's the staging area? Oh, we haven't decided. Mm -hmm. I said, well, how long do you have? You've been given this order, which means you're you're supposed to do something by this judge. How long do you have to actually implement this order? And I they claim 60 days. I don't remember seeing anything said in the order about 60 days. No, now, but that's uh, just what they claim. Now, I... They could make all that up. And to contrast to Grafton, Grafton County, um, they were perfect. And, and I, I actually went to the folks who were at the screening area and I said, you know, I'm, I'm not really clear on what this order is telling me. And I really don't want to overstep my bound. I don't want to get arrested. Yeah. I was physically shaking today. It was terrible, terrible to see my friends get arrested and know that just two minutes earlier, they had been sitting on either side of me and it could have just yep. as easily been, been me. You. Absolutely. And it's less likely to be you because you're a female, uh, but all that said, they did arrest a lady today. They they did arrest a lady today. They arrested Kelly, and she did not get out of her chair. She said she would have if they hadn't arrested Tally as he was getting up. Tally had gotten up out of his chair, and he was 
getting the process of getting his stuff together and, and leaving, and they decided to arrest him. And she said that the reason why she stayed seated at that point because she was so upset that they'd arrested Jason Tally, who was attempting to actually leave the courtroom. And all of this because people didn't stand for the man in the robe. That's well, what all this is about. It's all so petty. I'm glad you bring it back to that. Well, and the man in the robe then has an arraignment because they arrested these people on contempt of court charges. They took them downstairs. They took them out to the jail. They stripped them down. They took all their stuff off of them, mm-hmm. held them in the holding cells. They were mm-hmm. singing, by the way, in the holding I, I cells, know. singing chronic uh, Christmas carols. And then they brought them back, like after a half an hour, to the courthouse, had arraignments. And didn't didn't approve their their uh, media requests either. They didn't put any media requests in that I know of. We put in media requests mm-hmm. to or, or notices and. Uh, but they weren't able to know about that, and we got there a little bit late, too, mm-hmm. because it was kind of up in the air as to when the arraignments were going to happen. I believe there still, as as a matter of law, should have been a ruling on the, on the notice that was pending before the court. Well, the matters of law don't really matter, matter because the number one rule of the courts is you can <laughs> waive the law at your discretion if right. you're the judge. So none of the rules actually apply if they decide they don't want them to. Yeah. So, uh, so all of this was happening. They bring these people, uh, Tally and Kelly. They bring them both back to the court mm-hmm. after stripping them at the jail. Bring them back to the court. They have an arraignment, and during this, or I guess, excuse me, if it's uh, if it's a contempt of court, it's not an arraignment. It's a right of allocution. Is mm-hmm. what it is. And right of allocution is where you're given the opportunity to explain yourself. Uh, so you get to tell the man in the robe why you did what you did. Or in Tally's case, have the judge lecture you and then ask you for commentary. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all this was really yeah. about. This was about the man in the robe, Judge John P. Arnold, flexing his muscles and you know to show I can have you arrested for yep. anything. That's right. And that's what he did. And then I can also show you how uh, benevolent I am. Look, Look, I'm going to bring you back and I'm going to release you. Happy holidays. He did. He said that to them. He had the gall to tell them happy holidays. Have a happy holiday. Now that you've stood here, they brought Jason into the courtroom in a wheelchair. That's right. And who did he hurt? That's what I want to know. No one. He he didn't hurt anyone in in person. He hurt, from their perspective, their legitimacy. Well, And, and that was the impression I got from Arnold. However... Um, I also that when when you and I got there, we had missed Kelly's arraignment, but we were there in time for Tally's arraignment, and and to walk in and listen to what that man was saying to my friends, even if Jason is was not my friend, let's say this is a year ago. If I had seen what I saw today, I, I would be over here being like hey guys my name's nemi how can i help? <laughs> like, yeah. what can i do for you that's cool so that's that's where it, it's really kind of a red pill day for me because it, it was absolutely shocking to me to see how these men treated people who uh, sure everybody it's a controversy there are controversial feelings um folks have come here not everybody agrees with civil disobedience you know there was a there was a man i met out as as they took Jason, I'll tell you after the break, as they were hauling Jason out, dragging him across the floor, that we were shouting for him, do not hurt my friends. Right. Stop. No. And, and there was a man outside who was smiling and watching us the whole time because apparently there are some people in the world who think that treating people that is okay. More coming up here at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want and take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. 
Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Join the features on the site. We have a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone want to get quick access to the live streams and podcasts. Just go to m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. That's m dot freetalklive.com. And visit wisefoodstorage.com to learn more about some a way for you to get peace of mind this holiday season or any time of the year. Because destabilizing events tend to happen from time to time in our world. And it could strike close to home. At some point, whether it's a you know, natural disaster or unemployment, food shortage, it's important to be prepared. And Wise Food Storage can help you with that. WiseFoodStorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Uh, what they offer are delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff, packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches. They carry 25-year shelf life. I mean, this is some serious storage food, but it's also really good. Don't believe me? Try it for yourself. They will give you a free entree sample if you call them up at 855-FOODWISE or visit wisefoodstorage.com. Get the free entree sample. Give it a try. You'll find out it's for real. And then order as much as you'd like. They order. They uh, make them available in different uh, amounts, all the way up to like a whole pallet full of food. I mean, you can get some serious food stored away from wisefoodstorage.com. And I think you'll find that it's pretty affordable as well. In addition, use our code FTL and you'll get free shipping and 10% off of any order. That's code FTL at wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. All right, so we can continue in a moment here more of today's mm. drama from the courts uh, in Keene. But first, because you've had a hell of a day, Nemi, <laughs> uh, a, a very eye-opening experience yeah. in a not-so-positive uh, way. But first, let's talk to Doug listening in Chicago. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nemi. Hey, what's up, guys? Doug, you're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. I was just wondering why you guys don't, like, uh, try to focus in on New Hampshire. You know, like, all right, we got Ron Paul, right? He's awesome. He's great. Yeah. And he's, he's better than, like, obviously we want no government at all. That'd be, that'd be you know, ideal. But, you know, why don't we focus in on, like, a governor of New Hampshire, you know what I'm saying? Like someone that could just bring freedom to New Hampshire. Well, well, I don't know well wait what a minute. Well, trying to do. <laughs> are you new to the show? I think. What's up? Are, are you are you new to Free Talk Live? No, well, I'm semi new. Yeah, I'm semi new. Well, welcome, well, guys, first of all. You guys, yeah. Yeah. Well, first, first up, uh, we are because I moved here as part of the Free State Project, and we talk about the Free State oh, I Project. Know that. I know that I every know night. That. That's awesome. So I'm that's so. I'm a, I'm a signature. Great. That, so how are okay. we not focusing on New, New Hampshire? Hampshire? Do you mean on air on Free Talk Live? No, 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 no. 
I mean, like, the government there, like, I don't know what you guys are trying to do, like, if you're trying to secede from the union or uh, the government or whatever. It depends who you ask. Right. It's superb. Right. It it depends who you ask. The the Free State Project is a movement of thousands of liberty-minded people all converging onto New Hampshire to get active. Some of those people agree with secession. Some of them do not. Some of them might want to focus more on nullifying. Some of them might want to work to change the, uh, the system from the inside out. Some might want to work from the outside in. Some might do both. So there's no okay. uh, one size fits all kind of mentality yeah, here. I don't know what nullifying, but like I'm totally with you guys. I'm like government is evil. Right. Um, yes. Government is is force. Government is you know government's like it, it basically stops ideas from growing. It it stops people from growing. It stops um people from joining. And I'm, I'm totally with you on that. But, right on. So um, where's the, the same, critique then, I guess? At the same time, you know, maybe seceding, maybe growing their own government within New Hampshire would not be a horrible thing. Um, I think there are a lot of people that support the idea of secession. Absolutely. Um, I think I I would certainly welcome you to the Free State Project. I would would encourage you to learn more about New Hampshire. It's very cold up here occasionally. Um, He's in Chicago, right? uh, You're good. You're good. It's it's the same (laughs) six months over here, too. You um, probably get more wind in Chicago. I, I would certainly encourage you to check out the forums at the Free State Project. Um, post some of post some of your thoughts, and people will come back to you and give you some information, so you can go kind of kind of explore on your own and learn more and, and develop your own opinions. And, and I think that's really valuable here because there are so many different people um, who who do do their activism or or do act in their own way that may or may not be the same way that that works for you. You know, initially as... Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I come from a family that has Democrats and Republicans, and, like, honestly, it's all a big joke. Yeah. And I've always known that until, like, I, I heard you guys, and I was like, oh, this is awesome, pre-state project. But, uh, yeah, no, like, what, I, what I'm saying is, like, and, yeah, the forums, yeah, you know, that sounds like a good idea and all, but uh, what I'm saying is, like, have, what a, are you have saying? their own government. Like, if you got, like, a Ron Paul... To run for your governor, maybe then you could really, really make some like progress. Oh, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, like, yeah, Ron I got Paul's you. Not even like not even really polling in New Hampshire right now, and it's like it's so upsetting to me because uh, like he's gonna he's gonna win the Iowa caucuses, but well, he's I mean, get, don't get your hopes I, up. First of all, well, yeah, read the, the Iowa caucuses, but I think Ron Paul is actually doing better in New Hampshire than's being widely reported. I guess we'll find out really? over time. But really, I mean, the the, the Free State Project is a movement of people that are very different. I mean, they, they all agree on one thing, right. and that is that liberty is liberty. important, yep. and that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free. But they are all right. focusing in slightly different ways on what they think is appropriate as far as activism is concerned. And so if you think it's a good idea to run really strong, liberty-minded candidates, you should come here and do that. And I, I as you say, you are a, a, a participant in the Free State Project, and I think that's great. So we'll see you when you get here. Thanks, Doug. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Because I know there are plenty of people that would agree with him. And, Absolutely. Uh, and they are very Absolutely. active in the political process. And they are getting elected yes. uh, here in New Hampshire, which is something the Libertarian Party only dreamed that they could accomplish. I mean, we've, we've had uh, at least a dozen free staters, actual people that moved here as part of mm-hmm. the Free State Project, have been elected as part of the uh, the House of Representatives. That's right. So-called. So that's already happened, and it's still early on yet. And speaking of early on, uh, Kelly is on the line here, uh, listening in keen. Is this the Kelly that was arrested today? 
Yes, of course. Kelly! Kelly, you... <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> welcome uh, to... The show. I was just over here listening with Derek. Thank you. Well, welcome yeah. to uh, to Free Talk Live. And uh, tell me about your experience today in court after uh, being arrested for not standing for the robed man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I, I, I don't like to stand for men. I mean, I heard you say that, and, you know, that really kind of struck a chord with me. I don't, I don't think, uh, I, I don't stand below any other man or woman or human being. We're equal, and why should I have to stand up for this gentleman just because he's wearing a robe? I don't think that's right. So it's really kind of against my belief system. Especially when you're being yelled the, at. Uh, that category you... of religious freedom. Sure, absolutely, yeah, and that's that's what I've always said. It's my religion uh, as a Quaker to not hold one man above another, but they don't care about Are that. Are you a Quaker? Yeah, yeah Marcus as well, that. and I actually, I had forgotten you're a Quaker as well, Ian. And, I'm not and as devoted I, as Mark. Well, I, but I, I like a lot of Quaker in discussing stuff. this afterward. There were several reasons why I, I, I didn't stand up because I was too busy listening to the guy who was screaming at us about either take off your hat. I didn't have a hat on. If you're looking on the cam, I'm dressed in business attire. You know, you wouldn't know that I I was someone who needed to be screamed at to comply. Kelly, stick with us. We'll bring you back here in a moment. We'll let you get your thoughts out uh, and and tell your kind of side of this. 855-450-FREE. The toll-free number here, 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. And I want to talk about solutions here because it's a very frustrating problem we're dealing with. There has to be an answer. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Dial in, toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight, it's Ian. And Nemi. We are, of course, uh, joining you here. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where you'll find a lot of features. And you can support Free Talk Live as well. If you like the show and you like the fact that we give you the website for free, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Do it at amp.freetalklive.com and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Get the details and use any major credit card through PayPal to sign up, or you can use Visa or MasterCard right on our secure site over at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with your calls, Kelly is on the line, uh, one of the newer movers to Keene, New Hampshire, uh, as part of the uh, Free State Project. Uh, Actually, Kelly, are you a Free State Project participant or... I guess I'm not too certain on that. Kelly, are you with us? Kelly. Kelly. Uh, yes, I'm here. Are you a Free State Project participant? Yes. Okay. Sometimes people move without signing for the Free State Project, and I wasn't sure if you were one of those people. So you did move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a movement of thousands yes, of people. Yes, but I did not sign. Oh, you did not? <gasps> no, I did oh. not sign. Uh-oh. Are you going to? Um. Yeah. 
Can she now that she's here? Sure, sure. You can do it after the fact. <laughs> Actually, Papers, please, I think Kelly. That I did originally sign up um, with the with the with it, but I didn't um, sign the final forms or whatever. I mean, I just believe in kind of uh, checking something out for myself, really, before I sign something. I mean, contract should be honored, right? Sure, and it's not really a so. contract. It's it's just a in mm-hmm. uh, it's a statement of intent. So when you mm-hmm. sign up for the Free State Project at freestateproject.org, you click the join link, uh, it's only going to be an in- a statement of intent. It's your intent to move to New Hampshire and to get active for yes. liberty. And, I uh, did sign that. Right. So yes. so mm-hmm. you moved here, and by the way, has it been everything you expected it to be so far? Oh, absolutely. I love it here. Really? Excellent. Yeah. Did, you, did you underestimate the cold, Kelly? <laughs> Um, you know what? The cold's been a little bit of a uh, culture shock, I must, I must say. Well, and there's, there's no snow the... on the ground yet. She hadn't tried the thermals out That's yet. That's right. She, I, she hasn't tried We thermals. have a date, she and I. We're, we're going to go a out and get her winterized. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. This is this is one of my new tasks as, as the local native. So you uh, yeah. you were out today at the court and you got arrested because a man in a robe walked into the room. Uh, some men wearing coats and carrying weapons yelled that everyone should rise. And uh, yeah. you and the rest of the folks sitting around you did not. The men in the coats no. got very upset about this and they immediately began threatening you all. Some folks got mm-hmm. up and, and walked out because uh, they said that you need, you, know, you need to leave or else. And you mm-hmm. were just kind of bewildered by all this. At least I'm sitting there watching this. And uh, you're pretty bewildered by what was going on around you and the behavior of these men in coats. Uh, yeah, and then, definitely. I don't like being I don't like being spoken to like that. Jason Talley uh, was trying just, to get up and leave, and they arrested him anyway, just because well they've arrested him before, and they tend to not like uh, people who are activists very much. And you're yes. sitting there watching, taking all this in, and you decided to stay seated. You didn't even get up to try to leave. What was going through your mind? Um, it just it was wrong. The whole thing was just very immoral. I mean, there's, like I said, I don't believe that they have the authority to tell people when to stand up and when to sit down. So, I mean, it's 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 immoral in the first place to me. I mean, I moved out here uh, kind of wanting to uh, work on that and work uh, work on the system, so... So how did uh, I, so you decided that you were so fed up with how these people were behaving, you were just going to stay seated? Yes, yes, definitely. And that's then, why I moved out here. They dragged that's, Jason Talley out. out here, they dragged Jason Talley out by the hands. You're watching all of this happen. Then they came over to pick on you, kind of gave you one last chance to get up and leave, probably because you're a woman. And uh, mm-hmm. and then they decided to arrest you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I gave him my hand. I said, go ahead. You were there. I said, go, go ahead, tough me. And no, they, I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to submit to your arbitrary rules. Um, just, I, I don't consent. I don't, I don't consent to that kind of. Uh, I don't offer to, respect to, to people like that. I don't offer respect to people who are disrespectful to me. Right. And uh, this is what mm-hmm. I was telling the security agent, uh, Mr. Tebow, who uh, threat, had threatened me twice earlier in the uh, the very same day. After the trial, you didn't get to see this, Kelly, because you were taken into the back and taken out to the jail. But after the trial, Tebow started lecturing uh, people 
on a respect and how you need to respect them. I the wish courts. I had been there. And I t- <laughs> actually, I, I'm probably glad that I wasn't because I would have probably been hauled away. Because I told him, look, you got to earn respect, uh, Tebow, and you don't earn respect by taking peaceful people and putting them into cages. Or just behaving the way that he conducted himself today. Yeah. The whole day, start to finish, he was rude and menacing why and, should, and threatening why should he be to you. But? Why should he be anything but? Because uh, you know why? He's attacked people before. It's common courtesy. Sure. You know but it doesn't have to. You don't have to be courteous if you work for the government. Well, Working I for the guess government not. means never having to say However, you're sorry. So, uh, that, that doesn't. That's between human beings. Right. Something that you know. That's no. That that doesn't that doesn't compromise, and that the badges don't grant extra rights. I agree with you, Kelly. All I'm saying is mm-hmm. that this guy knows he's untouchable, and he he behaves he's untouchable. No, he he knows he's untouchable. He's done things on camera before. Jason Talley yes, had I've this man it. attack him uh, on camera, so he was recorded grabbing his camera and essentially assaulting Jason Talley, mm-hmm. and uh, he also you know has assaulted me as mm-hmm. well, and uh, he grabbed me by the arm one time and attempted to, to shove me out of a courtroom, which I was trying wow. to legitimately record, and I'd had a notice put in to record that particular court hearing, and he was trying to shove me out the door before the hearing was even over, and I went and I filed a complaint. I knew it wouldn't do anything, but I, I wanted to see anyway, right? They say, mm-hmm. use the system to change the system. And so I try. I really have tried so many, so many different ways to use the system to change the system. And you go down, you file a complaint, you fill out the form, they take your form, and then, you know, they blow it off. And they blew, yep. they blow it off every single time. And, t- and Tebow knows, you know, these people, these government bureaucrats, they know they're untouchable, and that's why they behave like this. Specifically to Cheshire County Superior Court, I do feel compelled to, to speak that in in my other experiences in other courthouses, I do travel armed. I do travel with weapons. I have walked into courthouses, which is allowed under New Hampshire state law. Amazingly enough, until about a week ago, you could take a, a loaded firearm farther into a courthouse to the security checkpoint legally than you could a camera. In Keene. In, in New Hampshire. Was in New my Hampshire, understanding we've, we've because I, in, that order came from from Concord. We we were in the Manchester Superior Court last week and were able to use video cameras in the the lobby areas. No Comparatively problem. speaking, yeah. if you go to other places, today was I was absolutely blown away. I have gone into that courthouse in, in in previous years for adoption hearings, taken cameras in, not had a problem, not had to file a notice, not had to file a motion. But what I saw today was not antagonizing behavior on the part of the people, the activists who showed up. No, they were just quietly sitting down. Absolutely not. We were behaving ourselves. And, and I, if I heard correctly, Pete was on the phone with someone down at the courthouse today, um, it just kind of saying, you know, how do I file a complaint? I want to file a complaint. I absolutely, speaking for myself, I want to file a complaint. I want to write a letter to the editor. I want to write a blog post on Free Keen. You should I do all sc- of those things. Scream it to the hills. What I saw today was wrong. You should do all of those things. And I hope something ends up working because that's really the ultimate question is what do you do about this? But I want to get a little bit more of your experience, Kelly, from today because mm-hmm. they locked you They locked you in a cage down at the uh, the Cheshire Department of Corrections or the Spiritual Retreat, as, uh, as I like mm-hmm. to call it. Uh, yeah. You and Tally engaged in some uh, some singing of some chronic carols in there, and people can download yeah. the chronic carol song sheet over at the tools section of freekeen.com. Uh, so you can have your own chronic carols or, sh- or shire choir singing sessions. But then they bring you back into court for the right of allocution. And unfortunately, Nemi and I uh, had ar- arrived late to that, so we didn't get to see your hearing. What transpired? Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, basically what it was is the judge basically, uh, the way I felt, uh, he wanted me to come in there and stand up for him. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, you know what? I did it. I did it because, well, guess what? He showed me that, well, I'll put you in a cage right. if you don't. Sometimes and you have I to really do stuff under like duress. Going back to the cage. Some, yeah. Sometimes you have so to do I stuff under I, duress. I, did he lecture you, too? Did he lecture you? Oh, yes. He, he lectured me for like five minutes straight. Right. Same thing with Tally. I imagine the contents were similar. And uh, thank you, Kelly, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Glad you're here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Me, too. All right. We continue here at 855-450-FREE. I gave her a hug on the way back and said, congratulations, you've broken your uh, civil disobedience chair. That's right. I hugged Tally when he came out, too. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Even in these remaining moments, there is enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Nemi. 855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there, so enjoy them. And so those features include the archives. Go all the way back to late 2006. Download as many as you want, all free freetalklive.com. Now, tonight we've been talking about some serious crackdowns on freedom in the court systems here in Keene, New Hampshire, which is one of the target spots for people moving as part of the Shire Society uh, or Free State Project. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Shire Society, by the way, is shiresociety.com. We haven't talked a lot about that, but it's something you're going to hear more about, I think, in 2012. Yes. Anyway, uh, there are some severe camera restrictions and also restrictions on uh, behavior, like you have to stand for a man in the robe or else you'll be put in a cage. Uh, But also cameras are banned from everywhere in the court unless you beg permission. And if you beg permission, you're only allowed to use one camera in one location in the the One way. Yeah. you can take still shots or you can take audio video. Right. uh, But you can't take uh, you can't take both like you can't operate your own they won't even let you stand behind the camera and operate it correct and so it's just like crazy controls but fortunately those insane controls don't go very far outside of the courthouse and you wherever you are still have the ability to have a camera on you at almost all times unless you're in some government office where they're Mm -hmm. trying to illegally in my opinion restrict your access to cameras so one of the best places to have a camera is with you in the car and the freedom cam can help you do that because when you're in your car, you're subject to search, you're subject to being pulled over, you're subject to all manner of governmental harassment and attempted fundraising on their part. And FreedomCam.net has a great product that can give you some all-around protection. Not just video in front and inside your vehicle. You'll get the front driving view and the inside, the cab kind of view. Not just two video uh, cameras built in, but also uh, infrared built in. So if it's nighttime... The uh, the cabin or the not cabin but the inside of your car is 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 essentially coated with infrared light, which means that you'll be able to see the video footage when you play it back instead of just seeing the inside of a dark car. 
Uh, so that's pretty cool. That's a nice feature. In addition, it's got a built-in microphones, GPS navigation. Uh, you can actually pull up a map of where you've been and how fast you were going. And these things can come in handy not just in a police incident, but maybe in an accident or something mm-hmm. like that where you know, you'll be able to pull and submit some useful information to perhaps prove that you were innocent. So whether it's traffic stops or other driving incidents, you can protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. That's freedomcam.net. So uh, let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Ed is listening in Tennessee on the amp lines. Hey, Ed. Good evening. Hey, Good evening. What's on your mind? How y'all doing? Great. What's up, Ed? Hey, uh, y'all were talking about that, uh, and I just read an op-ed from uh, Paul Butler, a former federal prosecutor, a professor of law at George Washington University, and he's talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, jury nullification. Hmm. He's saying like, uh, uh, and just reading over this, he talks about this guy, Julian Heiklin, a yes. retired chemistry professor. I am uh, a fan. Julian Heiklin is, he's one of my heroes, Ed. Okay. Well, he he's charged with jury tampering, it says here, because he stood outside the federal courthouse in Manhattan. That's right. Uh, providing information about jury but anyway, he, uh, Paul Butler talks about this. If you want to look it up uh, in New York Times, jurors need to know <clears throat> that they can say no. It says here, we should vote to acquit when we believe the law is unjust. Mm. And I tell you, this is something. I'm so glad uh, that's know, getting coverage. System, uh, do what? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm so it, glad I'm that's getting coverage in national press that Julian Heiklin is. Yeah, is hey, this, hey, this news. is from Paul Butler. You know, the other night I told you all about Michelle Alexander. Uh, in the new Jim Crow, mm-hmm. he's another one. His, his book is "Let's Get Free: uh, wow. Hip Hop Theory of Justice," and uh, he, he's like I said, a federal, a former federal prosecutor, and he's speaking out against the war on drugs. But he's talking about nullification here, and he cites uh, uh, John Adams and Hancock and them. You know, they're saying that uh, if you go to court, you know, in a, a juror has the right. Even no matter what the judge says, the prosecutor, whatever the law is, if he thinks it's unfair, they have the right to uh, nullify that. And that's what he's saying. He's been on 60 Minutes talking about this, uh, the Yale Law Journal. But anyway, you can check it out on... It's outstanding. I would highly recommend anybody out there who hasn't heard of Julian Heiklin to take a look. H-E-I-C-K-L-E-N, I I believe. Uh, Look into his case and find out more about what this man has done. Uh, Just in in brief. He's done nothing wrong. No, of course not. He's just giving people information. But he's doing the same thing that we we're doing. We've done uh, jury outreach up here mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. You've I don't think you've done it yet, Nemi. But then again, they actually haven't had any jury trials recently, right. so there hasn't been any opportunity. But there is one uh, coming up that I know of, and uh, so we've done that here. And for all the problems that we have in New Hampshire. And there are problems. New Hampshire still is one of the best places to be. It's certainly one of the best places. It's the best place to get active for liberty. And in regards to jury nullification, no one's ever been threatened with arrest for doing jury nullification outreach here. And unlike Julian Heiklin, who just kind of randomly shows up at a courthouse and passes stuff out out front, we actually target the, the potential jurors. We'll show up the morning of jury selection and and literally hand flyers to anyone walking into the courthouse on that morning. So, I mean, it's even more of a kind yeah, of... Yeah, because, hey, because that's not tampering with the jury. You know what I mean? No, it's not. To, to commit a crime, you have to have intent. 
Well, right. The tampering jury information. The jury tampering charge has to do with asking a jury to do something specific in a case. So if I were to approach a juror and say, hey, you should vote not guilty because blah, 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 then that would be jury tampering. Uh, But just telling jurors that they have a right to vote their conscience is in no way, shape or form jury tampering. And uh, thank you, by the way. Hey, Ann. Yeah. Hey, Ann. Do you mind if I read this last sentence in this article? Sure, go for it. Listen, it's dropping the case against Mr. Heikland would let citizens know that they are as committed to justice and to free speech as they are to locking people up. Mm, but yeah. this is from Paul Butler. Well, that, well that's not going to happen, right. of course. They're not going to drop the case. They're going uh, – they brought him – they indicted him on uh, – I, th- I think – did they hit him with jury tampering as well? I feel like they did. Yeah, uh, it says here he's charged with jury tampering. Yeah. So they actually indicted him after the fact, I think, on uh, jury tampering, and now he, he is going to go to court and he is going to take this to trial. And essentially the Fed's position is that anyone anywhere handing out jury nullification information is uh, should be illegal. I mean it's crazy uh, what these prosecutors are saying. Whether they will prevail well, is another question and we'll certainly let you know. Ed, thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. So yeah, we've got problems. And yeah, uh, here in New Hampshire – Specifically yeah. the Keene area. Yeah. And uh, yes, we've lost ground. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, because we used to have the freedom to film in the lobby of the, the courts, and we no longer do. And they're, uh, they have definitely cracked down, and they've gained some ground in this area. But on the other hand, they're desperate. And they're desperate to keep their legitimacy, which is what Julian Heiklin is threatening. He's threatening their legitimacy mm-hmm. by telling people the truth about their ability to vote not guilty based on their conscience mm-hmm. and, and nullify. And we're showing people that the, you know, the man uh, – the emperor has no clothes, or in this case, he's wearing a robe, and uh, that they don't—that they're just men and women, and they don't deserve any extra respect that they haven't earned. And so, I'm not going to stand up for them. And and when you don't stand for a judge, when multiple people in a courtroom don't stand for a judge, that speaks to others. Mm-hmm. It sends a message that is a message that, on our part, is completely peaceful. We're not hurting anybody. But the message itself is incredibly dangerous, and it's dangerous to their legitimacy. Mm. And you see, the government counts on its illusion of this aura, if you will, of legitimacy that that, that authority, sets it apart. Right. Yeah. It sets it apart from the standard criminal gang. People, when they look at government, they say, oh, well, that's our government, and we are the government, and look, they've got uniforms, and those, those people are helping us. They're providing services. There's all these stories that, that they're told when they're growing up about government. Of course, a lot of it is lies, and essentially, it's, a, it's all cover. I mean, the whole thing, the whole justice system and everything and the voting and all of it, it's all a big, grand cover uh, a distraction away from what's really happening. That is, men and women, like you and I, mm-hmm. are ruling over other uh, human beings mm-hmm. at the threat of violence. That's all that's happening here. And when you when you do something that is, by their definition, inappropriate, like not stand for a judge, it shows them that you've broken out of the matrix. That you're you you know you're out of the system. You're no longer just. They're, they don't they, they don't get away with being able to say all rise and having you just kind of mindlessly stand up and then just sit down when you're told you're not doing what you're told anymore you've you've broken out of the mold and this is something they have to get in line or else other people will get it into their head that they can also say no agreed now i was in court a week ago um and i did stand for the judge i i generally do at the risk of being of the howl going out over Free Talk Live land that I can almost hear right now. Anyway, I, I will I only have, do it under duress. Uh, you know, and that's 
that's the point you've gotten to. I'm almost there. I, I definitely red Keep pill coming day. to the courts. That's right. Keep hosting <laughs> Free Talk Live. And I was I was appalled today. It was unacceptable yeah. to me, and I wanted to change. I hope it does. And I think that the, the only thing that's going to change it, I don't know if it's, maybe it will happen through the system somehow. I'd love to see that happen. Uh, that's, you know, there are people working on that, but I think that we need to get enough people here to where we can fill that courtroom with people not standing and have them arrest a whole courtroom full of people. Yeah. Stand up to Bob. Freetalklive.com. BigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com.